Lord and just worship him for what the Lord would do tonight as we gather together as his people. Let's just bow down our heads to pray and just speak to the Lord tonight. Let's pray that the Lord will speak very definitively to us tonight. I want us to pray for revelation knowledge as we've gathered together tonight. Let's pray for divine word of God in our spirit. Let's go ahead and pray that the Lord will speak something of eternal value to each of us tonight. I want us to pray for the power of his word to be made known to us as we gather together. Yes, Lord, tonight we just trust you that your word will come. 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 Lord, you will minister life to us tonight as we gather. Yes, Lord Jesus. Lord, we give you praise because we know you're faithful. Yes, Lord, we exhort you because we know there is no like you. Thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness, O oh God. We bless you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. Father, by the power of your word, you spoke the word into existence. By the power of your word, you confounded voidness and the vacuum in the space. The Bible said, by wisdom you've established the earth. And by understanding, they have been put in their place. Thank you for the eternal word that controls the events in life. Lord, there is nothing on earth today that is not in submission with the spoken word and the written word of God. Lord, the firmaments are in their place without pillars because they are sustained by the written word. We thank you because we know that we have come to relate with you the word of life, the God of all grace, the father of nations, the beginning and the ending, the ancient of days. Therefore tonight, by the same power with which you have established the world through your word, let your word come to each of us tonight that everything that has been shaky and feeble in our lives will receive the strength of God in the name of Jesus. Every mind that is unstable, every life that is double, every mind that is double, Lord, we receive the strengthening by the power of your word tonight. Lord, let your word bring confidence to every weak mind. Lord, every fear we command you to live tonight because at the entrance of his word gives light and gives understanding to the simple. Therefore, every darkness will be done away with tonight by the power of his word. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because we have come to exalt and to lift you. The Bible says, where I'm lifted, I will draw men unto myself. Thank you, Father, tonight. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Amen. And the church said, amen. amen. Last took the critical scripture by which the Lord spoke to us in the book of John, chapter 6, verse 63. I don't know how long we're going to be stuck on the power of the word. I don't know how long. But I want to see how long the Lord wants to keep us. To know and to study. What is in his word? John 6, 63 says, It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Last week we examined in a little bit on what it means when the word is spirit. 
we mentioned that when Jesus speaks, his words are conveyed in the realm of the spirit. So words are not just words. Tonight I'm going to do a little bit of addition. From the book of 1 Samuel chapter 3 verse 17. The Lord was speaking to Samuel. A young man in the house of an old prophet. Eli. You remember Eli? Was an old prophet. But this young man called Samuel was in the house of Eli. In verse 17, Eli, he went to Eli about three times and saying to Eli, I heard something. I don't know what this was. Eli said, go back and said to him, speak, Lord, for thy servant hear it. And in verse 17, verse 17, I want us to read together with me. What does he say for Samuel chapter 3, verse 17? I'm going to read just in a moment. And I want us to pay attention to what the word of the Lord is saying tonight. It says in verse 17, it says, and he said, what is the word? Well, I don't know how many of us have a King James version of the Bible. He said, what is this thing that the Lord has said to you? Is that what we have in the King James version? What is what? What is the thing that the Lord has said to you? I love that word, thing. That word is from the Hebrew word daba. Daba means a matter. I mean, I also know what a matter is. A matter, a substance. It says, What the Lord has said to you is a matter. That thing that the Lord has said to you. Let me say this to you tonight. Words are not just words, they are things. Ever said things? When the Bible said things, it means it is tangible. Hallelujah. It is what? Tangible. We started learning last week when the Bible says this thing that I speak to you, this tangible object that I gave to you, the bar, meaning there is a tangible thing when the Lord speaks. And we must be able to comprehend. That's why Jesus said, the flesh profits nothing, but the word that I speak to you, they are spirit. In other words, they are not just empty elements. They are elements that are on the journey to perform a purpose. That is why Isaiah chapter 55 says, As the dew comes from heaven and waters the heart and does not go back there, so shall my word be the bar that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void. He shall accomplish that which I please. In other words, the word of God is on an assignment. It is not going to return until it has accomplished a purpose. Now let me say it again tonight. Jesus was encountered by a centurion. Do we remember the story? A centurion met him and centurion said, Master, you do not need to come to my house, but say in a word and my servant will be healed. You know the meaning of that? When you speak a word, it becomes an object until it accomplishes a purpose, it will not return to you. It says, I'm a man under authority. I say to this one, go, and they go. I say to the other one, come, and they come. So also shall your word be. In other words, what will bring solution in your life is not a suggestion. It has to be a word carried under the power of the Spirit. If there is anything that I seek every day, we must seek the word that is empowered by the Spirit. Jesus said, and they are life. I love the word life. I was say life. The word life there, we all understand from the Greek what means zoe. God's kind of life. Not just any life. God's kind of life. Let's turn our Bibles to First Peter chapter. Sorry, Second Peter chapter one. I'm going to read to us Second Peter chapter one. The book of Second Peter chapter one. If we're there, I like us to read from verse three. Second Peter chapter one, verse three. 
the Bible says, are we there? It says, <laughs> according as his divine power has given to us, ever say all things. All things. According as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to Zoe. Life. According as his divine power has given to who? To us. Let me say this loud and clear tonight. When the Lord speaks to you. When we came to the knowledge of salvation. What we receive was a word from God. What we receive was the power of God. When the power of God came into our soul, our unregenerated spirit became regenerated immediately. That is why John chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was anything made that was made. In him was Zohe. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness cannot comprehend it. In other words, Jesus is saying to us, when I come into your life, there is something that comes into your life. The power to live right comes in. The life of God comes into you. When man fell in the book of Genesis chapter 1, man was not only sent out of Eden, man lost the life of God. Hello, church? Man lost what? I'll tell us the implication of that. When you lose the life of God, you cannot please God. When you lose the life of God, the things of the flesh will appear to you more than the things of the spirit. Your desires will be tied to the things of the flesh because the life of God is absent. Now, when we came to know Jesus, God restored the life of God into us. Now, at the restoration of the life of God, the power of God to do right came inside. Hallelujah. The power of God to do what? To do right. That's why the Bible says, according as his divine power has given to us all that pertains to life and godliness. Uh, maybe it will be easy for me to announce to you tonight. No one on earth today, if you don't have the life of God, you would never please him. We used to call some people in the past, we used to call them, uh, 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 there's a name we call them, they're self-righteous people. We call them, um, what name do we call them? Um, they're cool and gentle. You know, they're very quiet. They don't have the life of God, but because they're quiet and they're easygoing, we call them all sorts of names. But look, it is not how gentle and quiet you are. If you don't have the life of God, you're empty. It is when the life of God comes into a man, a seed is sown inside you. Let me tell us the, the few interpretations of that scripture. Second Peter chapter 1. The Bible says, according as his divine power. The word power there is from the root word dunamis. It means strength. It means power. It means authority. It means ability. It means capacity. In other words, what ordinarily and naturally you will not be able to do, because the power of God came upon you, you are able to do it. John chapter 1 verse 12. And he came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the children of God. Oh, if you, if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, the power to do right will come upon you. I remember the story of a man who had lived his life the way he wanted. Let me tell us the story tonight. I don't know whether you've heard me say it before, of a man who was a bully. He, was, he had spent more of his life in the prison than in a town. And everybody knew him. And somebody came to town to teach about the fact that God does not exist. He came to teach. He was an atheist. He came to town. It was a beagle. It happened right in the United States here. This man came and taught for several hours. And people heard him. And people believed him. It was a big awe. But it was this man that everybody feared in the town. 
and it was right there sitting in the, in the, in, you know, among the people who came. When the meeting was over, the man asked, does anybody have a question? Nobody asked, nobody asked any question except this man who raised his hand. When he lifted up his hand, and everybody turned back to look at who raised the hand, they said, wow. Because they knew him. While he was seated, they knew there would be all sorts of knives around him. They knew him. He was a bully. He lifted his hand and said, I got a question. And the man told him to come over. And the man brought him to the front. Ask your question. What's your question? You know what he said? He just looked at the man and reached into his back pocket and came out with a ball of orange juice. Orange, you know, orange. And began to peel it. The man looked at him and said, I said, what is your question? He wouldn't answer. He kept peeling. He kept peeling. When he was done peeling the orange, he began to slice it. To the, you know how you slice from the, from the different marks? He sliced it into different types. When he sliced it, he began to put it in his mouth one after the other. The man was getting uncomfortable. What is your question? He wouldn't answer. He kept putting the orange in his mouth. When he was done with the entire pieces, you know what happened? The man said, so what is your question? He said, can I ask my question? He asked the man, the orange that I just took, was this sweet or bitter? The man said, what are you talking about? You want me to tell whether the orange you had was bitter or sweet? Yes, tell me what, what, what type did I take? The man said, you're out of your mind. I don't know what you took. You took it. I didn't take it. Then the man looked at everybody sitting down. They believed the man, the atheist. But he said to everybody, he said, listen to me. Don't ever condemn what you have never tried. You never tried the orange. You don't know whether it is sweet or it is bitter. He said, I know all of you know me that I'm a bully right here. But something happened to me. A couple of weeks ago, I was going by the street side. And then as I passed by the church side, I heard somebody saying nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing can wash away my sin but the blood of Jesus. Somehow I went into that place and for the very first time in my life, I understand that I've been a sinner and Jesus changed my heart. I said today, many of you don't know that your ears changed my heart. I'm a changed man and don't ever condemn what you have never tried. He said to everybody, Jesus is Lord. If you believe him today, if you accept him as your Lord and Savior, Jesus is Lord. He will turn the worst of sinners to the best of saints. He will turn your life around. He will pull out the power of sin out of your life and give you the power to live right. The power to live right is in the gospel of Jesus. Don't ever condemn what you've never tried. And everybody was quiet. What else do you have to say? The matter was settled. What am I saying tonight about according as his divine power has given to us all that pertains to life and godliness. All that pertains to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him, this world prognosis is coming up again. Through the knowledge of him who has called us to glory and virtue. The knowledge of it means it is not just intellectual knowledge. It's not when we read the word of God. He's saying through the knowledge, of, the experiential knowledge of Jesus. That's the testimony I just shared with us. It says in verse 4, By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promise, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. Of God. Let me say the word. Do you see the word nature in your Bible? The word nature. Do you see in your Bible? When I went to study the root word for that word. You know what it says? It will shock us. The word nature there means growth by germination. That's what it means. It means growth by what? By germination. In other words. When God. When the life of God comes into you. The seed of God is sown inside you. I love Peter when he said, we have not been born of a corruptible seed, but of an incorruptible by the word of God. When we accepted Jesus, a seed was sown. And you know what it means? It was a seed of the life of God. 
from the day we gave our lives to Christ, the power to live right was planted inside you. I want you to look at your tummy. If you have given your life to Christ, say to yourself, the seed of God is in me. I want you to look at the seed of God is in me. 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 I can live right. I will live right. I will live right. I'm a child of God. He gave birth to me. He gave birth to me by his word. The power to live right is inside me. The Bible says growth by germination. That we may become partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. When we got to that John chapter 6 verse 63, it says, The word that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. I tried to look at what does it mean by saying Zohe? This is what it meant. Zohe, the life of God. I believe that the eternal life that Jesus was talking about, it is the life of God. It is the nature of God. When we accepted Jesus as our Lord and we heard the word of God, we responded to it. The nature of God was infused into us. John chapter 5. I want us to read. I want us to see this first of all before we go to all the paraphernalia tonight. I want us to see the essence of salvation. I want us to see the power that came upon you at salvation. You didn't just wake up to do the will of God. Something came inside of you. John chapter 5. I want us to read verse 25 and verse 26. John chapter 5. John chapter 5, verse 25 and verse 26. This is what it says. 25 and 26, I'm going to read from here. Let me read from 24. It says, most assuredly, I said to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has what? Everybody? Has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment but has passed from death into life. It's a complete transformation. It's a change from death to life. The difference between death and life is wide. Jesus said in the next verse, Most assuredly I said to you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. 26. For as the Father, oh, I want everybody to look at that. It says, For as the Father has life in himself, so he granted the son to have life in himself. As the father has eternal life. So he granted the son to have what? To have eternal life. And Jesus transferred the life of God into each of us. Now tonight, in a moment, I'm going to quickly talk about the efficacy of the word of God. And this leads me to the very profound statement that I'm going to make here. God's word gives value to salvation. God's word gives value to salvation. We became believers through the blood. I'll say it again. The blood of Jesus cleansed us from all sin. Do we hear that? But we are continually made clean by the word of God. I'll say it again. We were delivered. We were saved by the shed blood. But what sustains our pure life is through the word. In other words, without the word, it would be impossible for me to continually grow in the grace of God. I'll say it again. It will be impossible to grow in the grace of God without the word of God. Tonight we need to be acquainted with the truth. I believe that when we begin to experience 
the true word of God in every part of our lives. Change is inevitable. Change is inevitable. I believe that this book is saturated with the life of God. The only path to victory, the only path to grace, the only path to continuous development and the things of God comes through the word. We can never grow higher beyond the knowledge of God that we have. What determines your height in the spirit tonight? What determines your weight in the spirit tonight? What determines the level of your impact tonight is the ability or is that is the, it is the level of the word of God that you have in your life. You cannot grow beyond the level of the word in your heart. We can never grow beyond it. That is why I want to encourage us tonight after tonight. I want everybody in this place to have a different approach to the word. Give the word its place in your life. The Bible says when we receive the word, the life of God keeps being transferred into us. Let's turn our Bibles this, morning, this night. I'm going to give my first point. Number one, let me give us reasons why what I'm saying tonight is true. Number one, through the word, we buy into the nature of God. Ever say we buy into the nature of God? We buy into the nature of God. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. I'd like us to read that. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. What does it say? Second Corinthians 3 18. This is what it says in my own Bible. It says, but we all With an unveiled face, beholding us in the mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. No one can experience transformation. No one can experience the true victory over the flesh. No one can experience the overflowing life of God except through the life of God. Nothing in life guarantees a change like the power of the world. I'll give us examples. How many people today I was listening to the news this week? This nation has, among all the Western countries in the world, this nation has the largest percentage of men and women behind the bars. We have more people in prison. And it has been increasing year after year in the United States. The reason is very simple. We thought by human system that we can reform people's lives by keeping them behind the bars. You know what I noticed? When they get out behind the bar, they become worse people than when they first went. Is that true, everybody? They become worse. Because you know why? I know the reason. It's very simple. It's a simple logic. I'm sure the politicians don't see. You know the reason? When you put two good together, what do you get? You get better good. When you put two bats together. <laughs> it's very simple. What do you get? You get worse people out of the place because there are people who have had experience in life and they found somebody else in the prison who are worse than them so they say uh -uh, I didn't do as much as you did and they gave you a lesser a lesser uh, a lesser judgment maybe I will do something bigger next time maybe I will get something less and you know what I noticed people always find a world where they live after some time the prison becomes a better place than living among real people the only guarantee for a change in life today, I want to say to us, is the word of God. Let me tell us a story of what happened in Argentina some couple of years ago. Something happened in that city. There was a man of God that God sent into that land. And he was able to meet in a church. We were not many like this. And he spoke like this. And a few people encountered the power of God. You know what happened? The fire of God began to spread in the land. And you know what happened? A couple of weeks after, they shut down most of the drinking Halls. Nobody was going to drink anymore because the power of God 
Churches were filling up. There was 10 services in one day. On Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, not on Sunday. On Thursday, on Wednesday, every day, people were gathering. The power of God was over the land. You know what happened? They closed the prison. The police station had to close. The policemen lost their job because nobody was committing crime. I'm not telling us a tale. It's in one of the movies. If you have watched it before, it's a document. They call it transformation. If you find it, you can buy it and listen to it. They literally closed the bars. They closed the police station. They closed the prison. You know why? Nobody was committing offense. What happened? The power of God entered into the city through the living word of God. If your life is going to change for the better tomorrow, this is the only way out. I'm never expecting change. You're saying, Lord, I expect change in my life. If your life is going to change, it's going to change to the proportion of your response, to the proportion of your, of your desire for the word of God. We buy into his nature. Here, a liar will know that lying has consequences. He doesn't only know why it is wrong. He's given the grace to do right. You know what the law does? Hallelujah. In the book of Romans, the Bible said law. The Bible said in the book of, yes, Galatians. The Bible said the law is our schoolmaster. The law teaches us to know what is wrong. But the law lacks the ability to tell us how to do it. When the grace of God comes, the grace tells us, yes, what you did is wrong, but this is the way out. And we buy into God's grace. We buy into God's nature through his word. Hallelujah. Number two. I believe tonight that the divine nature of God destroys whatever is against the original purpose of God for your life. You know what I found as I studied God's word? I noticed that Jesus, while he was related to his disciples, they were asking him a question about the law of Moses. How will a man leave his wife and wants to divorce his wife and then will get a, a law of divorcement? It was in the days of Moses. Jesus said, well, it was allowed. But he said something very interesting. I want everybody to listen to it. You know what he said? He said, in the beginning, it was not so. Ever since the beginning, it was not so. In the beginning, it was not so. In the beginning, it was not so. It means in the original intent and purpose of God, it was not so. So when we buy into his nature, when we buy into his grace, we are restored to the original purpose of God in our lives. How many lives have been mended? By the authority of God's word. Many of us who are seated and I never know we can be here sitting down. We look at our past and we see how rotten the past was. Now we can appreciate the present. You know what I see tonight? If we're going to have a better tomorrow, we must have a better approach to the word of God today. Because our today will affect our tomorrow. I'll say it again. Your today will affect your tomorrow. Number three. God's word is creative in nature. I was a creative. God's word is creative. In Genesis chapter 21, it is the fulfillment of the word that was spoken to, to sorry, to, to the wise, to Sarah. God visited Abram while he was still 75 years old, and God spoke to him, he was going to give him a child. The name of the child. God told him after nine months, his wife, sorry, it was in the age of 99. His wife was going to give birth. And the woman looked at what God said and said, ah, 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 ah. If a prophet comes to the town, you can say anything. You know, when prophets are full, when they're full of food, they can say anything they want. But this was not a prophet. This was the visible representation of the invisible God. Angels are visible representations. Angels served in the place of God. And the angel of God said, by, the, by this time next year, you will have a baby. And you know what Sarah did? Sarah laughed. I will laugh. I don't know how many of us wouldn't laugh. I will. At the age of 90, I usually say this because I know that generally medically and scientifically, people say the menopause is about 44, 45. So she has reached menopause twice. 
it is menopause to the power of two. And when you read menopause to the power of two, it is incomprehensible to the mind of man. But when God speaks, life comes. Everyone say, life comes. I want to say to us tonight, when God speaks, his word reaches into the region of the dead and bring life out of it. It reaches into the region of the dead. Anything dead in our system, when the word of God lands on it, it turns it around and life is replaced. In Romans chapter 8 verse 17, the Bible says it is God who gives life to the dead that cause the things that be not as though they were. He creates the things that have not been created before. The region of the dead. You remember the book of John when Jesus was coming four days after Lazarus had been dead. And you know, I love Martha. Martha said, Master, do not bother yourself. He's been dead four days. In fact, according to the story, he's been smelly. And I'm sure I can imagine those who gathered, they won't want to go near the, in the grave. They say, we came to help you, but we don't want to go here with another disease. It was full of disease. It was smelly. His body was already corrupt. Let me say to us loud and clear tonight. I don't know how long the situation has been dead. Maybe he's smelling already. Maybe he's smelling already. Maybe it's, it's already a repulsive situation. Jesus got to the grave of Lazarus. And the Bible said Jesus looked at that grave and said, In the name, well, he didn't say the name of Jesus. He just said, Lazarus, come forth. He didn't say two times, just once. The Bible said, and he that had been dead, he that had been dead, he that had been dead, came forth. I love the old countryside preacher that said, if Jesus had not said Lazarus, maybe all the dead in the grave would have come up to their graveside and said, hey, we're here. I said, that's very true. I believe what he said. Because the day Jesus rose from the dead, the Bible said, and the dead rose and they came to the street of Jerusalem. Is that not true, people? The day Jesus rose from the dead, dead men came out of their graves. The Bible says, that man said, if he hadn't said Lazarus, all the dead would have been out of their grave. He said, Lazarus, come forth. What happened? The life of God that came through the spoken word, reached into the region of the dead, and brought the dead out of that region. And the life of God was restored into him. He said, lose him and let him go. I don't know what has been dead in your life. I don't know what you have been struggling with. You have prayed. You have fasted. But I say by the authority of God's word tonight. I command every dead situation to come out. In the name of Jesus. I command every dead situation to receive the life of God. In the name of Jesus. At this moment, I want us to remember somebody who is in trouble. I want you to close your eyes and say, Lord, I command life into this circumstance. I command life, in, maybe not you, maybe somebody in your family. I want you to receive the life of God into that situation. It's been dead. Lord, we command life. We command life. We command life in the name of Jesus. I want us to take advantage of what God is doing. Now, Lord, we take advantage of your word. We command the power of God to reach into the region of the dead. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus. We command the dead to emerge tonight. We receive the word of God for change tonight. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, we give you praise tonight. We exhort you tonight because we know you're faithful. In Jesus' name we pray. The scripture tells us when he speaks, his word comes as light. Darkness cannot limit the power of his word because his word comes with light. When Jesus speaks, light comes. And that's exactly what we saw in that scripture. The light of God will go into the darkness and dispel darkness. In other words, whatever has been dark, that has been impossible when the word of God God encounters the dark situation, light will come into it. There have been several occasions in the scripture when the situation has been so dark 
impossible. Because when something is dark, it makes it impossible. Because in the dark, you have no way out. In the dark, you don't know where to take. Because everything looks the same in the dark. You do not know the door from the wall because it is dark. Because when it is dark, it's confusion. But when the light of his word comes, it comes along with it, it's light. The light of God dispels every darkness in our lives. Number four, when the word of the Lord comes, God's word is a divine seed. Luke chapter 8 verse 11. Let's read. Luke 8, 11. Somebody can increase. Luke 8, 58, 11 to 15. What does the Bible say in Luke 8, 11 to 15? It says, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those who by the wayside are the ones who hear then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their heart, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who hear the word, receive the word with joy, and they have no root, who believe for a while and in time of temptation fall away. Now the ones that fell among the tongues are those who, when they heard, got out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fell on the good ground, ever say good ground, are those who haven't heard the word with a noble and good heart. Keep it and bear fruit. Everyone say bear fruit. The word of God is a seed. How does this relate to me and to you? Every time God speaks to you, the circumstance may be the same. But the word is spoken. The symptom May peace still be there, but the word is spoken. Nothing in the natural has changed, but the word is spoken. When the word is spoken, however long the circumstance is, the power of God's word is going to cause the seed of God that has been given us his word to grow inside us. This is what it means. When God speaks over your life concerning an ailment. I remember some years ago I was reading one of the books by this wonderful man of God, Kennedy Egan. He gave a story of a woman who came to the meeting where he was holding a temp, tent meeting, a camp meeting. And the woman had a daughter that was lame in her leg. She was born lame. And she brought her daughter to the meeting. And Kennedy Egan prayed for the daughter. You know what happened? Nothing happened. She went back home. Nothing. She was expecting to get the daughter healed, but there was nothing that went for. So she went back home. First day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, I think the seventh day. I'm not sure which day anymore. But according to the story, one morning, she began to wash, you know, she began to clean the baby. Well, not a baby anymore, a young girl. She was, you know, the mother was taking care of her. The mother wanted to lift her up from the basin her leg just came out of the socket. The strength came back to the right leg. According to the said, it says, boom, as if something was shot. Something came to the left leg, boom. The legs that have never walked in years. The seed was sown a couple of days before then. But because the word of God is a seed, the power of God had reached into the young girl's body, but it has not manifested. Because there is a miracle and there are healings. When healing occurs, healing sometimes takes days. Sometimes it takes weeks. Sometimes it could take months. But the truth about the matter is the seed has been sown. And as long as the seed is sown on a good ground, it's going to grow. So the word of God is a seed. Some of us have received the word a month ago or two years ago. And you're wondering, oh God, what's going on? Don't worry about it. The word is a seed. It will grow. It will germinate. It will bear fruits. Believe it. Whatever the Lord has said, it will bring it to pass. He is not man that he should lie. I love that scripture. Not the son of man that he should repent. As he said it, shall he not do it? As he spoken, shall he not make it good? 
forever, oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. His word is settled. Number, f- what number now? Number four, five. God's word communicates divine wisdom. God's word communicates divine wisdom. I love this. God's word communicates divine wisdom. I love when we understand the power that proceeds from God's word. In the book of Proverbs chapter 4 verse 13, I'm going to read this and I want us to pay attention to this as we read. Proverbs chapter 4 verses, let me read verse 6 to 9 first. Proverbs chapter 4 verses 6 to 9. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 6 to 9. It says, do not forsake her. It's talking about wisdom. She will preserve you. Love her. And she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And all I get is, get understanding. Exalt her. And she will promote you. What do we exalt? Exalt the wisdom of God. It will do what? It will promote you. She will bring you to honor. And when you embrace her, she will place on your head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory she will deliver to you. What is that? The wisdom of God. The only source of God's wisdom is his word. That's the only source of God's wisdom. We can never access we can never understand, we can never partake of the divine wisdom of God except through his word. So God's word communicates the wisdom of God. You could see that all over the scriptures. I remember very well. This is a story that I love. David, while he was in the house of Saul, among all of the things that happened in the house of Saul, about three times the Bible says, and David behaved himself wisely. Go read it. David did what? Behaved himself wisely. Behaved himself wisely. Because David was loaded by the word of God. When God's word becomes a preoccupation of your life, you know what to do. David knew when to run. David knew when to fight. Do you know what I've seen in our days? We always want to fight. To demonstrate how strong we are. But the truth about the matter is, part of warfare is to run. There are times when you need to run. There are times when you need to be on flight. I'll give us an example. It is not every time you tell everybody, you know what? We are warriors. Who told you? Because God has not positioned by wisdom that everything has to be by battle. One day David was arrested into the, into the region of the Philistine. And David was brought before the king of the Philistine. And David stood there. There was no man of war around. He was all by himself. I don't know. It wasn't Samson. It was David. <laughs> and he knew it was not Samson. He knew it was David. You know, many times you've read Samson's story. Sometimes, I don't know how many of us have ever thought of that. I used to daydream as a young man about Samson. I used to think one day, oh, those were against me. I'm just going to leave the gate of their house. And David saw himself and said, you know what? I'm David. I'm not Samson. And David knew what he needed was not strength. What he needed was wisdom. You know what? He began to drill out of his mouth. And the Philistine king said, excuse me, when did, where did you find this madman? And you have the effrontery of bringing a, a madman to my palace before my eyes are opened. Get him out of here. David was thrown out of the place. David, a man of war. David intimidated nations. David fought wars. He never lost one. Go read the story. David never lost a war. But David, a man of war, got to the house and the king and they began to behave as if he was a Wembezek. That is wisdom. Everyone said, that is wisdom. There are times in our lives when situation happens. What God expects from you is to say nothing. Everyone said, say nothing. Say nothing. There are times when God expects you to talk. There are times when God expects you to be quiet. There are times when God expects you to act. There are times when he expects you to move away from there. 
The Bible says many times, flee from all appearances of evil. That's wisdom. In other words, don't begin to pray in tongues when you are in a situation you are cornered. And you know this is sin coming. Don't wait. Wisdom says, run. Joseph saw the master's wife, Potiphar's wife. I believe she must be a very beautiful woman. Joseph said, well, now I've been praying in tongues. It is time to act. I prayed and prayed in tongues every day. The woman never left me alone. He looked at where the window is. He said, well, if you're not going to leave me alone, I'll take off my clothes. He ran away. He got in trouble. But you see, God saw the wisdom and the faithfulness in his life. May the Lord baptize each of us today with the spirit of wisdom. May you leave this place tonight to begin to know what to do in every circumstance. May you wake up every day and the grace and the glory of God is upon you to know exactly how to react in every circumstance. Many times it's not because we're not intelligent. We need to know how to react in every circumstance. He knew what to do. Jesus knows what to do. We just read the story, John chapter 10. Do you know what happened in that scripture? How many of us know Jesus knows how to escape? He does. The Bible said they wanted to stone him. I like the other version that I have. King James didn't pick it away. That version says Jesus sneaked out. It was a sneak. How do you expect Jesus to sneak? He was the, he was the maker of heaven and earth. Yet he sneaked out. Some of us will have waited. Well, you know, you've never known that you've met a believer before. I will speak in tongues and I will destroy all of you. Don't do that. Use wisdom. Allow the wisdom of God to take its place. And that comes by the revelation of his word. God's word communicates God's wisdom. God's word, I believe tonight, carries the power to heal. I believe that. Absolutely, yes. God's word carries the power to heal. There is nothing God cannot accomplish through his word. If he's done it in the past, he will do it again. God can heal every disease. God can heal every sickness. I'm going to relate this story of Benny here before I leave tonight. I know I tell a story. He went to preach in a man's church. It's a true story. I said it over and over again. Maybe some of us have heard him say. He went to preach in a man's church. And the man said, well, one of my church members is in the hospital. Will you please come and pray for him? It's a big church. Benny said, no, I, I came here to just take this meeting and go back. He was reluctant. The man said, please, let's get there. He said, out of reluctance, he said, let us go. They went. He said, when he got to the hospital, when he saw the sick man, every faith inside him disappeared. <laughs> every fire of faith inside him was gone. Because the man was on a tube in him. He knows every part of the body that were tubes all over him. And he said, ah, okay. He said to the pastor, he wouldn't even hear the pastor, it doesn't matter, I just talk. He said, I've told you I'm not coming here. He said, come, say something. He just said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to be healed. He said, he did not even look back to know whether the man was going to be healed or not. He just ran out of the place and said, please, can you take me back to my hotel room? And he ran away. But you know what happened? Next time the man invited him, guess who met him on the way? It was the man that was in the hospital. He said, immediately you left the hospital, every part of the body that has been shut down began to receive the life of God. They began to receive the life of God. The power of God entered into his system. The liver began to function right. The kidney began to function right. Everything began to function right. I'm believing tonight that we can understand that there is power. When we trust the word of God, he just spoke a word and he left. He was reluctant. So it is not about him. It is about the God who gave his word. It is not about him. It is not about you. It is about the God who has given us his word. The Bible says, the Bible says, you know, the blessed are those who publish his word. The Lord has given us his word. If we can publish it, the power of God will accompany it. Let's rise up tonight. We're going to pray. The life comes through his word. We want to partake of the divine life of God tonight. I don't know what the situation is in, my, in your life and in my life, but I want to say to the Lord tonight, Lord, reach down to me tonight by the power of your word. Let your word come. Let your word come. Let your word come. Some of us are in need of wisdom. You are about to make a major decision. You need the wisdom of God. You want us to pray to the Lord, let your word come. Comes with his word is the power of God. 
There is power in His Word. Yes, Lord, tonight we receive the Word of God. We receive the seed of life. For your Word is a seed. Your Word is light. Your Word is wisdom. Lord, tonight we receive it. We receive it. I want us to begin to pray. All manners of prayers tonight as the Lord leads you. Just begin to pray all manners of prayer tonight. Just begin to pray all manners of prayers tonight. Begin to decree the life of God to flow right into your system tonight. I want us to begin to pray if we have been struggling with sin. Let's say to the Lord tonight, I know that there is power in your word. I can buy into your nature tonight. You can set me free. I can walk in purity. I can walk in holiness. I can walk in righteousness. You can order my life in the right direction. In the name of Jesus, eternal life is in you. Eternal life is in the Father. Eternal life is in your word. As I receive your word tonight, life is coming into me. Life is coming into me. Life is coming into me. Life is coming into my situation. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. There are lives in the scripture that have been doomed for destruction. But they were inspired by the word of God. And change came. Do we remember Jabez? I believe he heard the word somewhere. I don't know where. Stood one day and said, I've been called bitter. But today, oh, that you will bless me. Oh, that you will bless me. Oh, that you will turn the circumstances of my life around. A man who had been forgotten and condemned to do. Receive the life of God. The Bible said, and the Lord granted him his request. I don't know what the situation is in your life. I want you to pray tonight. Lord, wherever I've been pushed, life has pushed me somewhere. Tonight I pray that the power of God will reach down to where you are tonight. In the name of Jesus. Touch me. Touch me. Touch me. Touch me. Transform me. Change me. In the name of Jesus, change me. Let the life of God be transferred into my life tonight. In the name of Jesus, let the power of God be, be transferred into my system tonight. As many of us as are seeking our body, let's ask the Lord to heal tonight. Take advantage of his word about he was wounded for your transgression. He was bruised for your iniquity. The justice of your peace was upon him by his stripes you were healed. He himself took your infirmities and bore your sicknesses. By his stripes we were healed. Many of us have been in confusion. What to say to them? Let the light of God come. Let the light of his word come. In the name of Jesus. Let the light of his word come. In the name of Jesus. Let the light of his word come. In the name of Jesus. Let the light of his word come. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. I want us to place our hands upon our hearts tonight. Just, just place your hands upon them. The Bible said the Lord gave the word. Great were the company of them that published. The scripture says, and the life was the light of man. The light means we will shine. We will manifest at the entrance of his word. I said tonight to everyone in this place, I don't know what the circumstance is. At the entrance of his word tonight, let there be a shining forth in the name of Jesus. Every graven stone, every stone that has had us bound, the Bible says, roll away the stone at the entrance of his word tonight. Let every stone of obstruction, let every hindrance, let every limitation, let every chain and shackles, let them be removed tonight in the name of Jesus. 
we decree freedom tonight from every dark situation we decree freedom tonight from every situation that has had us down we decree freedom tonight in the name of Jesus thank you Father we give you praise because we know you're faithful the days ahead of us we have been directed by the power of your word we have been ordered by the power of your word foolishness is gone is replaced with the wisdom of God weakness is gone is replaced by the strength of God poverty is gone is replaced with the riches of God in the name of Jesus the insecurity is gone we is being replaced by the power in his blood by the insurance of his blood in the name of Jesus we thank you we give you glory tonight because we know you're faithful in Jesus precious name we pray let's clap our hands together to the Lord tonight we is faithful